0: mr eh, vernon eh, eh.
1: you don't see us ooh, as a good ooh. podcast you see us as just i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna come up with like because you know at the end they call themselves like the the, the princess and the blah 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 you just so i was us. gonna come up with our you names just, but you we just were... see us as a woman a right, baldy all right, all right. yeah <laughs> see I, did, I realized i'd have to be like me and i didn't want to do that
2: One and all, this is the takes it took a movie podcast. I Welcome
0: back.
2: I'm being interrupted by not only Mariah but also a cat.
0: The cat from the previous episode is back, and he's hungry
2: for rice cakes. He's my rice cakes that I'm hungry for. Don't worry, guys. This cat will be gone by next time, if not his owner picking him up, me throwing him out the window.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Yes, if you guys listened to our last episode, you'll know we were visited by this crazy little demon cat. Of the I best. hate this cat. And he is in the window again, and like he him. will continue <laughs> to cause problems. You're more than so. welcome to keep this cat. Um, I'll no. tell the
2: owner that he fled the country.
1: He's not my cat.
0: Anyway, he's back for another episode. We know you guys loved him so much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if there are more distractions, that's, that's what it is. It's the mm-hmm.
1: cat. That's the cat.
2: Uh, but yeah, I watched Star Trek for S-
1: A New Hope. Oh, you're a Trekkie? I like, I like sci-fi. Turn around, face the wall. Oh. Hey,
0: hey, Scotty, beam me up. Hey, hey, hey. hey Scotty.
1: Wait, it's me data. Uh, I'm, that's the not, that's, I'm the robot. I'm the
2: robot. That's next gen. That's uh, next gen, and he sounds me, like a person. It is me data. I'm a robot. Oh my god, he's an android. I mean Ada,
1: I'm a cyborg.
2: No, that's the Borg, dummy. Anyway, Voyage oh, Is that why they're called the
1: Borg? Yeah.
2: Oh. Uh Voyage Home sends the cast the original cast, Kirk, Spock, couple others that I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, into the past because they have to get whales. They gotta, whales? They gotta get the whales. Because a giant Ooh. space rod from the future is coming and it's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy
1: the earth if we don't give it the whales. Hmm. I think I've seen like a clip or two from this of them back in time.
2: It's, so literally the plot is like this space rod is here to check up on the whales because the whales were sending out like whale songs and this rod is like, I don't hear the whales anymore. I should probably go check on them. And then <laughs> so so it's all just a commentary on whaling to, to yeah. save the whales. Um and then so they go back in time to get <laughs> to go check up on
0: <laughs> how they doing. They go
2: back in time to check up on the whales. Or they go back in time to steal whales from the Monterey Bay Aquarium.
0: Oh.
1: They have whales? No. <laughs> and it's like supposed to be the San Francisco aquarium, but can, they use it. The, Could you imagine if the they Monterey off like one thousand square miles of water for a whale? At an aquarium?
2: No, they had them in. Uh, if you've ever been to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, there's like a little. Uh, I'm thinking like a blue whale. It is a blue whale.
0: They wait. They have one. They have a blue. No, whale. they don't. I'm saying they don't have a blue whale. Oh, okay. Oh. In the
2: movie, they have the oh, blue whales. Oh, I thought
0: you were saying like at the actual. No. Okay.
2: They have the blue whales in this little fucking like reef section that they have kids like scuba dive in. That I did when I was younger. and was sick as fuck. Thanks, dad. Huh. Um, the, a, a
1: giant blue—the largest animal on this planet.
2: Yeah, in like a relatively small area. Huh. Um. Well, quick note: Monterey Bay Aquarium has one of the biggest tanks in all of America, uh, called the Deep Sea Exhibit. Still not big enough
1: to hold a blue whale. I, I would imagine that. Yeah. Into you can, the you can crawl aquarium. inside a blue whale's heart.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh wait, I think yeah. I remember the doing the like an stuff. exhibit where you could like walk through. Oh, yeah. I didn't
1: do the exhibit. I went whaling I mean, over, over in the
2: Pacific and killed a whale and then crawled inside its heart. Interesting. Yeah. I felt bad. I wanted to
1: kickstart it up again. The, the heart of the whale? Yeah. Yeah. You'd need something big. Yeah. Because you a double A battery or yeah. something. No. Oh, roll. one of the D-volts. Uh-huh. You need yeah. a D-volt battery for sure. <laughs> yeah. You test your, zap your tongue, uh-huh. make sure it works.
0: Anyway, Stefan, what have you seen um, recently?
1: <laughs> I watched, I've watched a lot of things as per usual, but, um, I'll talk about At Eternity's Gate. There's a movie about Van Gogh with Willem Dafoe. He plays Van Gogh. Uh, I think Van Gogh is cool. I'm not like a huge Van Gogh nerd. I think what was really great about watching this Van Gogh movie was realizing that um, a lot of people are manic and depressive and silly little guys that don't know what they're doing. And it made me just feel, like me. It made me feel comfortable. I went and watched and I was like, he's like me for real, for real. I don't think I'm that talented. But watching him, like, there's this bit where his friend's like, oh, I, I got to, like, go. Like, I need to go do this thing somewhere. And he just has, like, a meltdown. He just, like, breaks down. And he's like, what am I going to do? Like, what, what's going to happen? I'm like, yeah, I get that. I feel that. Any little change happens in my life. And I go. <laughs> and then it does the meme. There's the meme with Willem Dafoe oh, like, looking up. And yeah. it's like a blue. That's from that movie. Uh-huh. And that's, I, what, that's
2: what I thought. But I was like, I don't know how to explain it in that, a way that the podcast will understand. That's what happens to me.
1: <laughs> uh, I go. <laughs> Crying the, the ruins of some town. But it's a good movie. It's got a lot of color. It's a lot of shaky cam. Very sort of documentary-like approach. But cool. That's all I got to say about it.
2: Um, right, what did you witness? <clears throat> what did you intake? What photons touched your cones and rods that were then turned into ones and zeros, but like the human Ooh. version?
1: What tickled your cornea?
0: Um, watched a movie called Empire of Light. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you know? Light. It was nominated for cinematography at the Oscars, which is why I watched it. Um, it also had some actors that I liked, uh, Sam Mendes, who did 1917 and did American, American Beauty. Beauty. Um, it was not very good. It nope. just couldn't decide what it was about. First, you know, it's like, oh, look how cool it is to work in a movie theater, and ooh, this second floor needs renovation. Maybe they should do something about it. And then it totally shifts and is like about a romance. And then it was. And then it's about mental health. And then it's about racism and then it's back to mental health, and then um, it ends. Do they solve the racism? No. No. Oh, that's bad. So it was just all over the place. I felt like it uh, tried to do too much. Obviously, visually, I think some of it was rather nice. It's Roger Deakins. That we was love, cool. We
2: love the Deeks. Our boy.
0: Yeah, but uh, it was unfortunately not... Not superb, which is a bummer because I love Colin Firth and Olivia Coleman, who are in it, and Toby Jones. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I also watched it. It's mid.
0: There's one bit where uh, the the one black employee is getting a hate and crime, and on. uh, this one white supremacist gets up and dances on a counter. He, dances, before he does like a Fortnite dance out of them. on the
1: table, and he's like. Throwing his arms around what? like this, and it's really funny. Are you telling me he literally did the giddy? He literally, <laughs> he did, literally, the literally gritty.
0: did the gwitty and then and then um, committed a hate crime. And uh, the black guy committed a hate crime. No, 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 the no, white no, guy. The white guy. Who literally did the gwitty Wait,
2: the
1: white, white guy, guy did the. The white guy did the giddy. did the hate crime. There are
0: <laughs> our parents are probably listening, going, "What the hell are they talking about?" It's a meme, guys. And by anyway. the time this comes out, it's Sorry. probably not even relevant, but oh, whatever. we
2: hitting to grid is still <laughs> going to be very important. At least anyway. for one year.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it chose the story very well. No. Um, it teased stuff at the beginning that it just never touched on again. And then, yeah, it was all over the place. So that's all I have to say about that.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of teases teases.
1: You tease, You tease. Peter, you tease. Okay. Okay. Peter.
0: (laughs) We're not talking about Family Guy. How about
1: you leave Lewis for (laughs) me? Hey Miles, what's today's episode
0: about? Remember that
1: time (laughs) when
2: I... Today's episode is about the hit John Hughes film The Breakfast Club. The dinner doodads. Couple of kids getting breakfast
0: at a, At a club.
1: At a club.
0: Second John Hughes movie we've covered.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Music was really loud. You can't hear Go. what sing One of you. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Man. Faster. <clears throat> Faster. Faster. Five kids are sent to eight-hour detention. Yeah, what
0: the hell? Which is
1: yeah. insane. In a library with, uh, they all have various different reasons why they're there. The principal, Mr. Vernon, is an ass who abuses his power, par for the course in the American school system, and the kids cannot leave the library. Also, the kids don't like each other because their archetypes uh, don't allow it. There's the jock, a rich girl, a dork, a bad boy, and a Uh, uh, more than weird girl. He's the brain, not the dork. You would say that. But surprise, surprise, through time and through antics, they begin to bond, and they have revealing personal conversations. They have quirky lunch together. They start harassing one another about sex, and uh, they butt heads with the principal. And while uh, sneaking out of the library to get weed for twenty, blaze it the bad boy sacrifices himself so the others can get back to the library before the principal returns so the bad boy is locked in a closet where the principal tries to fight him yeah he's tries like, to fight punch me punch me fight do him it. and uh but after verner leaves the our bad boy crawls up through the ceiling like my schizo hallucinations and falls back into the library yeah
0: suddenly we're watching die hard he's crawling through the ceiling he falls back in so bender this bad boy. He reappears in the library, so the gang's back together. They light it up. Um, for some reason, Andrew, the jock, gets super energetic and screams and breaks glass. He while screams so lot. The glass breaks. He got yeah. high.
1: He got
2: so high that the glass breaks. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. But then, probably from the weed, they kind of all reveal that they have bad relationship with with their parents. Um, Claire, the princess, her parents kind of use her in their divorce. Andrew's father only wants him to be a winner. Bender's dad like puts out cigars on him. It's like very volatile.
2: Classic parental abuse
0: um, Brian the brain um, his parents just want straight A's like at any cost um, and Allison, the weird girl in the back who squeals um, her Hot. parents ignore her um, and I then love they squealing and then they reveal why they're there which is Andrew taped a kid's cheeks together uh, it establishes that Claire skips school to go shopping. Brian brought a flare gun in an attempt to kill himself with it, but it went off in his locker um, because his elephant light from shop didn't go on. Allison just wants to be there because she didn't have anything better to do. And Vernon says that Bender's in there because he pulled the fire alarm. So anyway, Bender's a dick again. He's a dick throughout the whole time. We have to mention he (sighs) sexually harasses and assaults Claire many times. Um, He makes Claire cry because she talks about feeling- peer pressure to be popular but they all somehow bond some more. Claire gives Allison a weird makeover and then Andrew's like holy shit you're hot and he falls in love with her. Then You're now Bender, conventionally beautiful to me. <laughs> and then Bender sneaks back in through the ceiling back into the closet so Vernon never knows that he was gone. Then Claire appears and they make out for some reason boom it's the end of the detention two couples and a lone geek leave Bender throws his fist in the air hey hey hey, hey.
2: Good summary. Thank you.
0: Oh. But
2: yeah uh, that is The Breakfast Club if you haven't seen it You just heard it. Maybe go watch it before you,
1: or after this episode. I don't know.
2: I'm not, I'm not your keeper.
0: I can't
1: tell you what to do. I am your keeper. You will tie your shoes right. That's the only, that's the only standard I have for you. When you guys go home and you go out, tie them right. All right. Well, that was like
0: one of the weirder bits you could have done.
1: Thank you.
2: Let's talk about John Hughes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, the cat just jumped in the window and then tried to roll onto his side and fell out of the window. <laughs> Stupid. That was so cat. dumb. Stupid. He, he just did the, like, cat flop onto one side, but there was nothing there. He just hit the ground.
0: <laughs> he literally just did the gritty. <laughs> he literally
1: just hit his little head.
2: <laughs> he literally did the gritty and almost gave himself a concussion.
1: Oh. John, John Hughes. John they didn't motherfucking have Hughes. any breakfast in this movie.
0: No breakfast. No. I have, I had have a lunch. quick quick question that maybe yeah. you'll get to. Is John Hughes, does he make a cameo in this? He does. Is he Brian's dad at the very he is end? Brian's okay. Dad. Oh, okay. I, I to, thought I spotted that. I had
1: to ask. You knew.
0: I wanted to double you check. You
1: have the best face brain I've ever seen.
0: I wanted to double check. Okay.
1: She wanted okay. to flex is what she
2: wanted. Okay. Well, as I quickly look up something that I didn't think I was going to bring up, but now I'm like, oh, I'll bring it up. But I have to look it up, so... Ooh, uh-oh. Whoopsie doodle. Okay. John Hughes. Mostly known for his writing. hmm He wrote the National Lampoon's class reunion, uh, Mr. Mom, <laughs> National Lampoon Vacation, uh, Hayton Hayes. And this is all, you know, stuff he just, like, either wrote or worked on. And then he writes a little something. A sweet, cool movie featuring Molly Ringwald. He writes the breakfast club and the astute of you might be going miles you dummy you dumb dumb idiot you fool of a man john hughes's directorial debut was actually 16 candles and you would be correct uh john hughes first wrote the breakfast club and he pitched it to the studios and the studios went this is mid (laughs) like Eh, my guy, this isn't like, you know, something that has proven to be successful as far as we mm-hmm. care about. You know what's successful right now? Revenge of the Nerds. Okay? So if you could be more like Revenge of the Nerds, uh that'd be awesome. And so he was like, "Okay, check this out. It's only check, in one location." Check it. "It's only in the the library. It's got a small cast, just like the thing. Just like the thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's only going to cost a million dollars. I can do it." And they were like <laughs> Okay, well, you did National Lampoon. You did this other stuff. Fine. We'll give you this movie. So they start going into casting. And John Hughes sees Molly Ringwald's headshot. And... They shot her? He shot her right in the face. Oh, and he and, saw it. The Poor man. Yeah. And Molly Ringwald becomes, like, John Hughes's muse. He's, mm. He sees the headshot, and he's like, oh, my God. It's her. It's her. Who is she? What's what's her life like? What What's... What's going on in her life, and he ends up writing Sixteen Candles.
0: So this is after he's gotten the okay to work on Breakfast Club.
2: This is all yeah. So he's gotten the okay to work on Breakfast Club,
0: and then he gets inspired to write a different movie. Which
2: he yeah. Damn. He wow. actually. So he wrote Breakfast Club
1: two days.
0: Yeah, yeah. his right. We talked about this in um, Playing Sharon's Automobiles. He writes his scripts so insanely fast.
1: Yeah. Do we know if Coke is involved in any way? Or is
0: um, just... I remember you asked me this in the episode, <laughs> and I said I don't know, and I would rather not speculate sounds... that.
1: No, I, I will. We speculate. joke here. We joke here. That's what I we will do. speculate.
0: He
2: does
1: eight balls or yeah. speed balls. Yes, yeah, eight balls. balls. Eight <laughs> balls. Had the eight balls. I take a billiard ball, eight ball, and I swallow it, and it just <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a snake.
1: Yeah. Mm. Anyways, that's insane. Two days. Yeah. And so he writes
2: sixteen candles, uh, specifically for Molly Ringwald, <laughs> and he pitches that, and they go, "Oh my god." a sex scene where somebody pretends to be somebody's boyfriend in order to have sex with them. That's exactly like revenge
1: of the nerds. We love it. <laughs> it happens in both movies. I want to know. Um, I didn't even wrap my head around what you said, but we don't need to do all on 16 it. candles. No. Oh yes.
0: I actually never have.
1: Oh, well, uh,
2: Anthony, something, something. I can't, I can't remember his full name. I should, it's somewhere in my notes. Uh, basically the guy who plays Brian, he Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, thank you.
0: I have no idea how I remember that.
2: Yeah, he like ends up having sex with the like popular guy's girlfriend cuz she's so drunk that he thinks
1: she's him. Oh, she's drunk. Yeah. And mistakes him for someone else. Yeah. Yeah, we should have more of that. And this is with the with the popular guy's permission by the way. They were I mean, this combined with the again, we delve more into it but the weird the weird sexual harassment of the breakfast club like i guess times really were just different yeah
0: isn't it cute how he just like absolutely degrades her and shits on her because he's such a bad boy isn't that so hot everybody and then
1: then while they're hiding him from the principal he takes that opportunity to try and get his head up her skirt between her legs
0: yeah and then she kisses him like a couple hours later Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, she goes to smoke with him, like, directly after that. Yeah. Like, directly after that. What the hell, John Hughes? I don't Uh, know.
2: Well, anyway, John Hughes is a silly guy who probably...
0: What are you going to say?
2: Oh, who probably should have toned it down on... Oh, okay, yes. (laughs) ...on that kind of stuff. But basically, he does 16 Candles, and it just kind of, like, further installs people's belief in his ability to do The Breakfast Club, because, again, everyone's like... The Breakfast Club is a weird movie that isn't like, it's not Mm. like the other movies coming out right now. So we don't have a whole lot of faith in it. But uh, again, with, you know, one million budget, he's like, Mm. everyone's like, okay, fine, just do it. And so he sets out to write the movie. Originally, this movie is called The Lunch Brunch or The Lunch Bunch. Makes sense. They eat lunch. They do eat lunch in this. They do be eating lunch. Um, and they doobie-doobie-doobies. They doobie-doobie-doing it, lunch style. <laughs> but a friend um, of John's from another school had a detention class, or like a you know detention thing, uh, called the Breakfast Club at his school. And so when he told John that, he was like, oh, okay, I'll just call it the Breakfast Club. Yeah. So the Breakfast Club was a real real thing.
1: Was a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> ha,
2: ha, ha, he can't say ours. Ha, ha, <laughs> where fucking do we, shit on him? Where
1: we hit the mispronunciation.
2: Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Shit on Miles because his
1: speech impediment came back from when he was a child. <laughs> oh, you're, you're like the Breakfast Club. <laughs> you're, you're trauma dumping on. <laughs> yeah,
2: but so it's written, it's ready on to casting. He already knows. Molly Ringwald cast. And, huh?
0: Said cast.
2: Cast. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall also going to be cast because he was in Sixteen Candles. Um, before the end of filming for Sixteen Candles, since he already had pretty much the okay to do Breakfast Club, he was like, "You two are in the movie." So, which ones are those? Molly Ringwald is Claire, Claire. okay. Uh, the yeah, popular rich girl, and Anthony Michael Hall is Brian, the nerdy kid. Okay, that was my guess. Yeah. So they were like, you know, "You're already in it." Molly Ringwald was originally supposed to play Allison.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah. What? Okay.
2: Yeah. Um. But she was like,
0: "No, <laughs> no,
2: I don't want to do that." Can she she I, didn't have it. Can I be Claire instead? And so John Hughes saying that she's his muse, or she, he's, she's his, yeah, she's his muse, is like, fine, okay, whatever, you whatever have, you say. Whatever, what did you say, Molly Ringwald? Um, Step on me, Emilio Estevez, who plays uh, Andrew. Andrew was originally supposed to be John Bender, oh. however. Hughes was unable to find anyone to play Andrew Clark, so Estevez was recast. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Cage was considered for the role of John Bender, <laughs> uh, which was, uh, this was the last role, so John Bender was the last role they, they figured out for, um, but it was narrowed down to John Cusack and mm. Judd Nelson. Jude Judd. 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 Judd, Judd Nelson. And they went with Judd Nelson, uh, which Hughes would later say was a kind of big
1: mistake.
0: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, the cat just attacked me. from behind. Sneak attack.
1: Why was Judd Nelson a big mistake?
2: So this will kind of go into the silly things that our boy Judd would do. Mm.
1: One of the things is he was a method actor. Oh, mm. Not for this kind of thing. You got to pick your battles. <laughs> the Breakfast Club is not... Not when you method act. Yeah, he would repeatedly and very
2: often harass and get into shit, especially with Molly Ringwald.
1: Don't yeah, don't method act when you're an it's asshole. It's a fucking
0: teen movie, dude. Yeah, yeah. Chill. Especially
1: when your character is yeah harassing and tormenting people. Um, he at
2: one point made fun of Molly Ringwald's father, who was blind. <laughs> and so he was. John Hughes was like, you're fired. You're done. You're out of here. That's my muse. And the cast had to basically be like, no, don't fire him. Like, it's whatever. We'll do. You know, we'll live with it. We'll go about dealing with this man and his shenanigans. Another thing he did, and this is kind of on John Hughes. Okay. But he was like, okay, y'all need some practice being high schoolers. So you're going to go to a high school and 21 Jump Street that shit.
0: Well, yeah, because they're all older than...
2: Yeah. Well, okay. actually,
0: I think Brian is the only one who looks like an actual high
2: schooler. Yeah, Yeah. so Judd Nelson was the oldest at, like, 23,
0: 24. I, okay, I have to say, I do not like when movies do this. They're always like, oh, look at these, like, high schoolers, and it's it's people my age, and I'm like, what the... Yeah. What? No. I um, could
1: I cannot be a high schooler.
0: Anyway, they 21
2: Jump Street this. They 21 Jump Street it. This motherfucker gets kids to buy him alcohol, or he buys them alcohol. I'm sorry. Oh, he does a crime. He commits a crime and in return they drive him to his hotel.
1: <gasps> okay. Interesting. Oh. Huh. So, so he gets caught doing this? Well,
0: like just,
2: years later he admitted that, oh, to doing okay. it. Alright. So,
1: you know, it was a whole
2: bunch of Probably stuff. Probably
1: blew his cover that way.
2: Yeah. But oh. Ali Sheedy, who plays mm, Allison? Allison in the movie, actually first auditioned for the part of Samantha Baker in 16 Candles, the main girl, Mm. uh, which ended up going to Molly Ringwald. When Hallie Sheedy uh, first auditioned, she was auditioning for the part of Samantha Baker for 16 Candles. So this was the previous movie. Mm -hmm. But she had a set accident that left her with two black eyes. That is brutal. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know how... I was, you get too black because uh, you got a nose in the, in the way. It's not like you just hit a board. Well,
0: sometimes if you like, if you break your nose, then you get a black eye from it. So, mm. oh, yeah. Okay. but
1: the more I know, she beats me up.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, I take that out. No, I don't. I don't. No, he fell down the stairs. He fell down the stairs, <laughs> no, I swear. no, no,
1: not funny. She doesn't
2: want him to know. <laughs> but this stuck with Hughes because he was like, oh my God, it's a it's, you know, the black gothic image. This is like, we need this. So when he was... Trying to cast a goth girl, essentially. He was like, "I, I, know, rem- I remember, I remember the girl with the two black I remember eyes. The girl with two black so, eyes. So remember it was her dark benefit. makeup. Yeah, it was to her benefit. So she got it in this movie. Yeah, they in pre-production. Pre-production was pretty normal. Nothing oh. crazy happened, other than you know the whole twenty-one Jump Street stuff. Yeah. Uh but all the costumes were very meticulously picked because it's the only costume they wear the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the costume for Bender. I was gonna say he had quite a lot going on. He had quite a lot going on. That is what Judd wore to the audition. Mm. Okay. And so they were like, "Yeah, it fits your character perfectly. Just wear the exact yes, same with
1: thing." with the bandanas the on the boot, fingerless yeah, gloves. Fingerless gloves. I wanted fingerless gloves.
0: They originally the cat is destroying
1: Stefan's hand right keeping now. Keeping him occupied.
2: They originally were like, oh, maybe we'll give him like you know the bad boy leather jacket and." all this and that, but they're like, "Eh, it's a little heavy-handed, let's not do that. Mm. When it came time to make Allison's character's wardrobe, they had a lot of problems because Mm. they wanted her to be wearing all black. Mm -hmm. And the 80s were not known for their black clothes. No. It was very bright, very colorful. Uh, The costume designer noted that he had to hand create all of her clothes and all her accessories dang except for the puffy jacket she wears okay uh just because he could not find clothes that weren't some fortune like neon like yeah (laughs) neon vibrant color (laughs) and now it's on to filming because again pre-production not a whole lot happened
0: um real quick about the wardrobe i want to say i think they utilized the layers yeah really nicely Mm -hmm. um like, you know how Andrew slowly kind of takes off. He's yeah. got a bunch of different layers. Like yeah. the Letterman jacket, the sweatshirt, and then it's the tank top. He gives a sweatshirt to Allison. Brian puts a sweatshirt on after the smoke session. He puts it on inside out. Like, there's a lot of fun touches yeah. like that, which I like. As they
2: oh. open up their shells, they, they shed yeah, their clothes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they skin like
1: little lizards. Like lizards and
0: snakes and, and spiders. And then
2: they have the fly eating scene. <laughs> this movie was supposed to be two and a half hours long.
0: Ooh. I I get a Yikes. sense from John Hughes that he likes a good old long movie. He likes cause... a long
2: movie. One of the things that was supposed to be in the movie was all the boys. So the girls go off to use the bathroom. There's a small scene between them where Claire is kind of trying to like be friends with Allison. Um, and is mm. like, hey, what's up with the weird fucking sandwich you ate? <laughs> <laughs> the pixie stick the, dust and yeah. Captain Crunch. Sandwich,
1: yeah. so to recap, yeah, pixie, pixie dust, Captain Crunch. I was trying to decide if that was premeditated. Well,
2: the Captain Crunch was actually uh, bah, 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 what was her name, Allie Sheedy? That was her idea.
1: Oh, I thought you say that was Allie Sheedy, um, because I was trying to decide, like, did her character go into that knowing they were going to do that? But because cause they take the meat out of the sandwich, yeah, so I'm guessing that was something they did to mess with the other kids, right. I, I don't know. So the, for the Captain Crunch, I know Allie was just like... I
2: think it would give a good crunch sound for the movie. Right. A good crunch.
0: A good, Captain Captain crunch. 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 good crunch. A good Captain Crunch. And John
2: Hughes was like, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah,
2: okay. is okay
0: with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Hughes. <laughs> it's me, John. Isn't, isn't he from, like, Chicago <laughs> or something?
1: Forget about hey, it. Hey, where's <laughs> my deep
0: dish pizza? Anyway.
2: Yeah, Uh, so that whole sandwich was... Well, not the whole sandwich. The Captain Crunch part was her idea. But so while they're off in the bathroom, the boys go off to try and sneak some peeks at the girls' water polo practice oh. and end up spying on the naked P.E. teacher woman very close to what happens in Revenge of the Nerds when the nerds go and sneak pics at the women's
0: dorms. Mm. Just a lot of little sexual deviants. Running around in these 80s teen movies. Mm -hmm. pervert.
2: So when Molly Ringwald and Allie heard about that scene, they went to John Hughes and they were like, this isn't okay. Like, you can't do this. And he listened and he took it out of the movie. Dang. All right. Props to him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The makeout scene between Claire and Bender is supposed to be a lot longer. Uh, (sighs) They cut that. There's supposed to be a whole dream sequence. Oh. where Allie goes to bed and she's dreaming up all this crazy shit where like Bender's a criminal and Claire's a princess and and oh they just are their archetypes they are their uh like what's the nerdy kids name again
0: Brian Brian Brian's an astronaut
2: <laughs>
0: Sounds strange it sounds like it doesn't fit in with the movie so Yeah and there was like there's supposed to be like naked
2: women and cars and Godzilla and
0: King Kong like all
2: this crazy shit was supposed to happen Interesting. So they ended up ditching that, too. Uh, the dance scene was going to be longer and different. The dance scene was originally just going to be Molly Ringwald's character, Claire, doing it. But she was very nervous and very scared, and she went to John Hughes, and she was like, hey, I'm not that great of a dancer. This is going to be really embarrassing for me. Uh, so he changed it to where everyone dances instead. Mm, cool. Yeah. Nice. Some other scenes that got cut. Uh, the smoke session was supposed to be a lot longer um, okay. just of like them doing goofy shit,
0: dude, Andrew hot boxes, the room it's, I mean like I that would take, let me, a lot, not that I would know, but like, holy <laughs> moly. I just want to
1: break down real quick. He hot boxes this little room in the library. He busts out. He has the energy of a guy <laughs> yeah. and he starts running around doing like gymnastic moves, like flips and somersaults in like the, the thing where they lift their legs up over their arms on the little, the little, horse. Um, Pommel horse, yeah, yeah like the Like he's yeah, doing, he's doing insane shit, and he does this one move where he's just like punching the air as he runs, and then yeah, uh, as we mentioned before, he goes back into the room and he screams so loud the glass breaks. So he smokes so much weed that he <laughs> became like a, a god. god. He became a John god. John
2: Hughes later said that that was his least favorite part in the movie, and he wishes he had taken it out.
1: It did seem very <laughs> silly. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, there are rumors of a director's cut existing, but... Just like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, yes, just
1: rumors, and... I feel like they will release that. John Hughes sorry, is I dead. Have... Hold on, do you want to say <laughs> that <they got it>? again? <laughs> I Yon feel food. like they would have released that, just with how cult status this movie is. Yeah. If, the, if they had it, they probably would have. Eh. What are you going to do?
2: But yeah, so a lot of the movie was Breaking into his house. Some for good reasons, such as, you know, misogyny and sexism. Mm-hmm. or sexual deities. Some for just time... Just A dream. Why, why do we need an eight-minute scene of them having makeout sessions in the closet? Yeah, that's right. Eight minutes. Who's that... gonna put eight minutes into that? Damn. So huh. gross.
0: Kissing. Ugh.
2: Kissing is gross. I've never kissed anyone ever. Me too. I've only
1: kissed little cats on the forehead. Nice. So now it is time to film. Mm-hmm. Get that old crank going. Go.
2: This movie is filmed at Maine North. High School in Des Plaines, Illinois. Illinois. Uh, which was closed down in May of 1981. <laughs> Why did you Des Moines?
1: What? Des Moines, Illinois? Des Moines?
2: No. Plains.
1: Plains? Des Plains. What was it?
2: I don't know. Des Plains?
1: Des Plains? Oh. Well, I don't know how to say it. I, I see. Don't know. I, I thought know. we were talking about Des Moines for a while. No. And then I realized Des, it's a different place. Des Plaines, It's Iowa. It's Iowa. Idaho? Iowa. Idaho. You are a hoe. Got him.
2: Iowa. So this mm, closed down school, mm-hmm. Okay, you might recognize it and a couple other. You know what? I don't. John Hughes movies. Maybe Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Never seen no. it. Just kidding. I have.
2: Uh, this school is basically where he shoots all his schools.
0: Anything, anytime he needs a high school. He's anytime there. he needs a
2: high school, it's this school. They were filming parts of Ferris Bueller at the same time they were shooting this movie. Really? Yeah, just because well, they were like, well, we got the school. Ferris Bueller's Whoa.
0: 84, right?
2: Yeah, it's like a year or something later. They were just like filming, right. I don't know. I just know that they they were like... 86. My I mean, knowing bad. how this man makes movies, I wouldn't be surprised if he just has all these scripts lying in a pile. I think he probably did. He sounds like someone who can jump around. Yeah, because he's doing and he's training. like, oh, we're in the school. It, we might as well do it. Yeah. So they use this school for everything. Uh, By the time filming starts... Hold on, I take it back because I skipped a bunch. I didn't skip a bunch. I skipped ahead and this is all the mm, dream stuff. Okay. So, filming had a few hiccups. A few little goofs. (laughs) With a hiccup? It was a hiccup. (laughs) With Judd just being a dick? Well, with Judd being a dick and uh, Capellos, who plays the janitor. Oh, Oh, okay. So, he had bad blood with uh, Estevez. Um, Interesting. yeah, so him and Anthony were basically trying to get him to laugh in one of his scenes Uh, when, you know, like... They were doing the thing. Remember when we were talking about Full Metal Jacket and we were talking about how, like, you know, Joker would be just off camera punching yeah. jokes and shit? Mm-hmm. So Esteves and um, Anthony were doing that to uh, Capellos. Gotcha. And he wasn't having it. He was pissed. He was mad. And he says... That the pair would have been great on the set of Apocalypse Now. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Which
0: is very funny because Emilio Estevez is Martin Sheen's son.
2: Yes. Mm. So he was not aware of that. Funny. He didn't know. Uh Uh-huh. And so uh, that's why they had beef is because Estevez was like, that's horribly fucked up for you to say. Yeah. And he was like, oh. Uh huh Fuck, I didn't know, huh. man. I didn't know. That's my papa. So after that, they like they never really
1: got along. Interesting. Mm, they don't interact that much in yeah. the movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty short. The upstairs section uh, was very hot. Mm. So since they were on a closed set, a lot of lights. Yep. Old-fashioned lights.
0: Yeah, that, that stuff is
2: hot. The upstairs would very commonly...
0: And hot like air rises, too. Commonly,
2: I mean always, be somewhere between the range of 95 to 110 degrees. Too hot. And so the actors were getting heat stroke. They were falling asleep all over the place. Dang. They had to hire uh, two assistant directors just to check on them. Just to be like, are you okay? Here's some water. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> I couldn't just get some ACs in there, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. And so when they were doing the upstairs bit, Molly Ringwald especially, we get heat stroke. And it slowed down production quite a bit. Ooh. I mean, can't really blame her though. So... No, because it's heat stroke.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm built yeah. different. Heat. Don't I don't get, heat don't get heat stroke. I don't get heat stroke. No.
2: I skip that and just die.
1: I don't know. I was going to say I don't get heat stroke. I just get regular stroke. <laughs>
2: yeah. It stopped.
1: One thing you can give John Hughes is
2: a candy bar, indeed. A pat on the back. A pat on the back, yes. And, awesome, we're done with the bit, his willingness to let them ad-lib. That's good. That's important. So throughout the entire movie, a lot of the little bits and pieces are ad-libbed. When... I forget names. When Bender calls Brian like a neo Something, something, dweeboied. That's no, right. ad libbed, like just on the spot. Um, when Brian is asked why he needs a fake ID, and he says, to vote. Vote. That's also ad libbed.
0: Which is a felony, by the way.
2: Yeah, but he wants to vote. He cares. So charming. He cares so much. He cares. He's going to get locked much. up. Uh, and then pretty much all of their reasons why they're in detention.
0: That was like one thing I really? knew about this. Yeah. Is that they all, except. Claire and Bender. Yeah, those they those were not. like predetermined. Yeah, those were interesting
1: pre-determined. because uh, I was telling Mariah this. I think um, Andrew Andrew's reasoning is like one of the best ones. I think
0: talking about how he did it for his old man. He and did yeah. it for his
1: old man because he felt pressure to like this, cut loose, like he did.
0: You have this really long camera movement that like that goes a, around. Yeah. And I'm getting better.
1: I'm
2: noticing music. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 the, yeah.
2: the music through that section. Mm-hmm. there's a Very lot of times good.
1: where whenever they go to say something that's kind of like not so pleasant you hear this droning kick up and it goes mm-hmm. as they're like my old man be like hey come over here and he's pretending his dad's beating him up in front of everybody just <laughs> silly that's another bit that got cut out is
2: everybody does a version of their family
1: yeah i noticed oh we kind of um. see a couple of them do that briefly because obviously bender does it and then shoot well, Bender does it for his I mean, family and Bry's family, and and then Andrew kind of does it. I think Andrew kind of does it. He's like, he his, "You gotta be
0: a winner." Yeah, when yeah. he's doing his whole monologue, with yeah. that sweeping camera. Was, so in that,
2: well, in the bit where Bender does him and Bry's family, yeah, Brian corrects him and does his own little bit. Oh, mm. and then
1: Claire does a bit. Yeah, you, know, you
0: know what? I think I probably would like to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I you know I feel like I I expected Brian to like correct him and kind of same.
0: I mean, we thing, do but... definitely understand the family dynamic. Like, uh, by the end, you, they talk about their parents' expectations and all that. Anyway, but I do think that would have been fun to, yeah. yeah, see all of them act out their relationships with their parents like that. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's a little early on for the movie, personally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh,
2: but yeah, so his uh,
0: whole, yeah, his yummy.
2: whole bit about how
0: he taped some guys' buns together. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Did they give him? like oh you're in here because you taped a guy's buns together or is that entire thing so
2: the idea was his i don't know how much of that monologue is him just going off or how much so I was
0: like that is an impressive improv yeah. if that's yeah. the case yeah
2: um i would guess that they improv he improv like you know why he was there and maybe some bits in between but I, I it bet might have
1: john hughes was like buns taped together got it <laughs> done yeah. here's the script i feel like the best way to improv you know ad adlibbing is done is like yeah you have a take where they sort of come up with something and you get a line going and then in the next subsequent takes you sort of develop that and then make it yeah. solid it's not like the first try you get everything you, yeah
2: you develop it um and then Brian's thing which this fucker gets detention for uh, trying to kill that, himself. that is i yeah,
0: don't think be, that was the proper that like, would correction. be a suspension at least and he would also be sent to like a mental hospital yeah, that, that for crazy. like suicide yeah. watch um, my only guess is,
1: like,
2: that, yeah, <laughs> they just thought that he brought a flare gun, and he just didn't tell oh. anybody that he did it to kill himself. Yeah, I think Yeah, so. that's
1: probably what happened. Because, yeah, because imagine he's like, you come here to eight-hour detention. You need to sit down and write a paper, a thousand-word paper on, like, what you need to change and do right because you messed up. Yeah. You're thinking about if they knew he tried to kill himself, That would be messed up. Is this up. the
2: first time or the last time?
1: <laughs> A flare gun. That would hurt. Where did he (laughs) get the flare gun? Huh?
2: Where did he get the flare gun? His dad probably likes sailing or has a flare gun for fun. Okay. I got a flare gun. Yeah. Who doesn't have a flare gun?
1: I got a flare gun in my car.
2: Yeah. I got a a flare gun on my nightstand
1: for Home Invaders. I got a flare gun. Okay, moving on. What I call my. Okay. His wiener. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What he calls his wiener. Yeah, you got there. It flares. <laughs> uh,
0: no. Miles, do not keep that in. Take that okay. out. Okay. Uh, it's like a horse. <laughs> Stephen Andrew Fonseca. <laughs> yeah, you gotta cut that out for sure.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised I got you so bad. Oh
2: now we're here. Um, so another another fun little thing. Ali Sheedy mm-hmm. was not a fan of the transformation
1: neither am i no me neither
2: me neither because we like goth girls yeah personally i like goth girls and
0: goth girls get me going well i feel like part of it is <laughs> well, yeah, like. i feel like part of this movie is talking about how like we're all different but like we're all the same yeah. and we can find common commonalities and it's not a matter of like you need to change to fit in or anything like that More than anything, it's don't try to fit and just be yourself. And then they're like, oh, but by the way, we're going to make her look completely different. And then the second she's different. Andrew's gonna fall in love with her, mm-hmm. which I mean, I guess they did establish like a little bit of a connection between yeah. them. Yeah, but because
1: he kept looking at her, especially t- before the transformation. He was like staring at her, and I think that's. But what like, that was what the hell, dude? Yeah. so yeah. not necessary. And it, and I said this before. It's like they make her look like like a choir girl, like a church girl. Mm-hmm. It's like complete a good woman. Christian well, yeah,
0: woman because she's wearing all black, and then like the very base layer that she's wearing is white, and so she's wearing a white like shirt mm-hmm. at the end. So like the color is different. I think that would have been enough.
1: I think if they had just because like... Because you're not changing her look, but you are expressing that she has changed. Maybe if like
0: they styled her hair so you could like see her face a little bit better. Yeah. Boom. But like don't give her a fucking white headband, yeah. a bunch make-up. of blush. makeup like, to be pretty. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a stupid point. It's the 80s. We like our quirky girls. Mm-hmm. You should change for the guy because... Mm-hmm. Like Greece, I'm yeah. here
2: to have a goth woman step on me are you are you okay any goth woman out there with your doc martens <laughs> come find me and step on at, me. at what address uh four 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 uh so yeah she didn't like it at all uh but this was one thing that they could not talk uh your boy john hughes out of damn you john but as i was saying about you know how I'm, I'm noticing the music a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't know was Don't You Forget About Me was written for this movie. Yes. That's what I was like kind of looking at
0: before we watched it. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh.
2: yeah so uh, a, a go-to guy for Hollywood soundtracks, Keith Forsey, oh, Forsythe. No, I was
1: just looking at this, yeah.
2: Uh, churned out some of the most notable songs for 80s movies. Kerchunk. And so when he was approached to do Breakfast Club, he spent time watching actors on set and, you know, started doing his thing. Uh, The song is based off of the scene where they're like, hey, when Monday comes around, Mm. what's going to happen?
0: Don't you forget about me. Yeah, and so the whole
2: point of the the song is based off of the idea of like, you know, are are we going to forget what happens here? Are we not going to be friends anymore? So that is where... Don't you forget about me. Don't you, parentheses, forget about me, comes from.
0: By the Simple Minds? Is that the band that performed it?
2: Mm. Yes. I don't know. Enough okay. the it's the Simple Minds. Okay. Yes, and the wrong guy.
0: Well, it's your episode. That gulp was so loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that. I but- think...
1: Only because I ju- I was just looking at this. I think what happened was, yeah, wh- whatever that guy's name was, Forsyth or whatever. Yeah, Keith Forsyth. I think he wrote it and then he shopped it around to a couple of different bands. And a lot of them were like, no. And some minds like, we don't really want to do it, but okay.
2: Yeah, I
1: And mean, then it was a, a hit. huge hit. I feel like
2: it happens a lot where people are like, I don't want to do that thing that's going to become insanely famous.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: especially with something, I mean, I I can't speak on the song, but like looking when we're talking about The Breakfast Club being something they didn't want because it wasn't like the other movies, like especially when someone's bringing you something that's different. They're like, it's not like the other thing. So it can't be good. But yeah, sometimes that's why it is good.
0: new is good. It's crazy, guys. Actually, we should
1: just reboot uh, Vertigo. Let's reboot Vertigo. That's happening, by the way. Oh, God. The Alfred Hitchcock classic Vertigo will be.
0: Anyway, sorry, we're getting <laughs> sidetracked. Music, my song. my hate
1: for the Hollywood is, is coming well, back. Well, thankfully, I mean, like,
2: kind of wrapping it up. I mean, like, some things happened. John yeah. Hughes set. it wasn't as crazy as Planes, Trains, because yeah. it again took place in one room. Yeah, it's kind of hard for things to go fucking wrong in a mm-hmm. single room. Yeah, um, and they didn't like flood a house or anything like <laughs> Home Alone. So yeah, a lot of the stuff that happened was like script based.
0: Makes sense. But something notable
2: does happen after this movie is released on February 15th, 1985. The New York Magazine writer, David Blum. 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 Blum up my bum. A blum up my bum, he witnessed out of my poop shoot. (laughs)
1: Like James Bond. Like James Bond. (laughs) Like the James Bond opening. (laughs) Like the James it's got, Bond opening. It, poop, shoot's it's got uh, rifling uh, on it, uh, so it, 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 it makes, keeps it more accurate. It's just it. as red. <laughs> 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 yeah, it comes pouring down. Wow, talking about ad living.
2: It's also very similar to the scene in uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective 2 <laughs> <Yep>. when he's <laughs> trying to escape the, mm, the, the rhino. Uh David. Blum witnesses Estevez trying to get free tickets at an 8 p.m. screening of Lady Hawk. Uh, he observed a scene of entitlement in the young actor, and he would later observe the same entitlement in many young stars at the time, coining the term Brat Pack. And the Brat Pack. Uh, it started. It started because of. Because of Emilio Estevez? Yeah. Damn. Wow. Uh, the Brat Pack consists of. Uh, ba, 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 Molly Ringwald, Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, Rob Lowe, Andrew hmm. McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, and Ali Sheedy.
1: Wow! I thought
0: there were more people in that. Or... All of them. Hmm.
1: The whole the whole brat pack of our Breakfast Club gang is. Yeah. Wow. A time of I mean,
2: okay. Molly Ringwald. I used to was like I was like Molly Ringwald is my movie <laughs> favorite. I love Molly Ringwald. But, as I learn more about her, she is a fucking brat. really? Oh. yeah, in pretty much every movie, she's like, "I want this and I want this and I'm. Mm. So she's just entitled at I that see. point that happened. But the movie comes out, it grosses like fifty million worldwide from its one
1: million cost to make it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good,
1: which is yeah, real tasty. Well, I know one million is a lot of money, but for those who aren't super accustomed with film and film budget. That is not a lot of money for a movie. Correct. That is very little amount, especially for a cult film like this. That's insane. Shout out
2: to all you uh, aspiring filmmakers, by the way. Don't use your own money. Don't, Don't do, it. do it. Don't do it. Unless you're rich. Don't use your own money unless you're extremely rich. The guy I edited for was not extremely rich, and he has yet to pay <laughs> me his, his
1: $3,000. And what's his address? <laughs> I do know his address. <laughs>
2: I know exactly where this motherfucker lives. I'm coming for you.
0: That's been like over a year.
2: Yeah. I texted him not too long ago and he hasn't gotten back to me. Jurassic measures. Anyway. Here are some fun facts about okay. the movie. Give me facts. Make sure they're fun and shake them up, not stirred. Okay. Brian's social starts with 049, which means he was actually born in Connecticut and not Ooh. Illinois. I didn't realize that's what that meant.
0: Did you just say Illinois?
1: He did that earlier.
0: Yeah. Why? It's Illinois.
1: Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not Illinois? No. Nah. No. Oh. It's like Arkansas.
0: Oh, you know what? I think because you're saying the whole name kind of funny, I just thought you were doing a bit.
1: No. No, I'm just
2: bad at reading. I'm illiterate.
1: <laughs> Ain't we all?
2: So, yeah, Brian was born in Connecticut instead. Mm. Um, as you so aptly realized, John Hughes plays Brian's dad who mm. picks him up from school at the end of the movie.
0: I'd recognize those big glasses and mullet anywhere. Mm
2: mm hmm, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. John Hughes originally wanted Emilio Estevez's character to play football. But that as you'll notice, he is a small little man. Yeah. He's not very tall. Uh, and so they switched it to wrestling. Better suited. Mm-hmm. And well,
0: I do think that's like a a little bit better of a choice because that's something that Bender can poke fun at of being like, Oh yeah, you like wrestle on the ground with like men. you like yeah. hug men on the ground in yeah. your tights which is a more emasculating thing yeah. to point out to somebody who's fragile so mm-hmm.
2: yeah uh and it was uh ali Shidi who suggested doing the david bowie quote in the beginning of the movie
1: right i forgot about that which i thought was
2: really weird like why ta the, ta ta
1: chino. Chino- 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 chino-
2: why the glass shatter what? what well it's just like why is it? why is it why is it the quote and then it shatters into a million pieces Oh, I, right.
1: It does, doesn't I it? I don't yeah. know. At the beginning, the quote. Was, yeah, the quote. I, shit, I don't know weird. why I didn't second guess that at all. Yeah. That, yeah, that was really bizarre. I mean, they did weird things back then. They, they thought did, like they wipes. They did weird things back then. And like wipe transitions were cool. The only thing, the only thing I want to
2: wipe is my butthole. Hey, bring it on back. And, and my mouth once I eat pasta.
0: Interesting that they did the David Bowie quote. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it made sense about kids, I guess. Eh.
0: Quite aware of. But and
2: I feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about about the movie. Yes, let's get into it. We're in it. We're here. We're drinking beer. Um, we are not timid. No. Timid take. Timid or, take. or lukewarm. Oh, not even not even lukewarm. Honestly, this should kind of cold. Bender is an irredeemable piece of shit and deserves nothing good to ever happen um, to him in this
0: movie. I, I um I completely agree, which is not a hot take. Yeah. And um, my rating of this movie. I I think I've only seen this movie, like, maybe once all the way through before. Mm-hmm. And this was, I think, like, I was in high school when I saw it. And you know, um place. so I did not remember how bad Bender was. I do
1: not remember how bad he's he was. He's a he sack really, of shit. He really... No redeeming qualities. And what what's messed up is when they, they realize kind of like, oh, it's because it's a bad home life. He doesn't, like, let up. You know, even yeah. when he reveals, like, oh, it's, like, a bad home life and we're all here bonding together. He's still just very cruel and harsh on everyone.
0: The... Right before Claire and Bender like make out, he has made her cry. The la- I yeah. want
1: to one, I think one of the last things she has said to him is, I hate you, uh huh. And she's crying, and then and then a couple minutes pass and they're making out in the closet. What it doesn't make sense, It yeah. makes zero sense. He's just, I think the best thing he did was his sacrifice act, but it's not a sacrifice, but
2: because he immediately gets back into the room and is right. not caught. Yeah, he. There is no true punishment for his actions.
1: No, I guess he's got to show up a bunch more. But that was just because he. That was kind of on his own thing, though. Yeah, yeah. that was him testing the principle in his own time.
0: Yeah, I think um, it's definitely reflective of its time that Bender just kind of gets a pass. And I think, especially in today's today's world, he, uh, he should not. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I definitely think. Yeah, like we talked about the the sexual perversion kind of stuff. Back then I guess it was charming. Like cause you see it a lot and it's like, oh look at him. He's boys so, will be boys. So you know, oh the bit where it's like, oh he's just unrelenting with his advances and that's like charming. And it's like what? Like it and there's even parts where overall I'd like I'd say she didn't enjoy it, but her making out with him at the end would suggest she did or didn't care about it.
0: Well there is that one point that um Yeah maybe she's just real kinky and when uh, Stefan and I were talking about this when we watched yeah, it last night. I was just going to bring that up. Um, there's the one bit, it's the first time that uh, he's kind of inquiring of, like, if she's a virgin or not. And he's like, you, like, oh, felt over the brow, under the blouse, in, in a car, or whatever the thing is. And it, like, holds on her face a really long time. and You I don't, don't get
1: know, anything from her face.
0: I've, I don't know if it was poor direction or poor acting yeah. or what, but it's very hard to tell what exactly... She, exactly she's thinking or feeling because maybe that's the point if the implication is that like yeah they get together at the end i would think that it would show she kind of likes it or something like Mm. that her face does not suggest that at all it doesn't suggest that she hates it i wouldn't even like it shows that she's like uncomfortable i guess yeah but it seems like she's indifferent to this whole thing it doesn't know what to do and i feel like that is a really weak moment and they could have probably used that a little bit better to imply Mm. The relationship between the two and where it was going to go.
1: Yeah, that's how I felt. You know, some people are just like being degraded.
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: Like, yeah, and they yeah they pick on her a lot. I mean, and she doesn't even de- deserve it. I mean, I can understand where they're like, oh yeah, I guess you're like entitled, or maybe she's kind of like a preppy girl in school. But like, she doesn't do anything personally in the movie that yeah. warrants how much they pick on her. Yeah. I mean, Bender picks on her a lot, but even Andrew at some points like, oh yeah, you are a tease, and I was like,
0: what the hell. Well,
2: the like whole scene where they're like, tell us, tell us, just tell us. And like yeah. you don't see any of their faces and it's just like holding on her and she's like having a fucking mental breakdown or something. Yeah. So, like, she goes fucking through it in this mm-hmm. movie.
0: Like they don't really grill anybody else like they no. grill her. No. Um, and yeah, I feel like she doesn't get any stronger as a character. She just no. makes out with Bender who yeah. has been sexually harassing and assaulting her for eight hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because what, yeah, what is her development? I know it's like... Do any of them develop? I mean, I guess the development it happens with their relationship with their parents, which we don't see. Yeah.
0: I think Andrew probably develops the most, I would say, where he, I think, is a little bit more open to like him dating Allison at the end. Um,
1: yeah, I guess, yeah, because with Andrew, we we, uh, we see his, yeah, his his dating Allison is is a show that he's more open to other people and yeah. all that, but...
2: I thought it was funny when uh, they're like, oh, what's like your problem? And Allison has to be like, he has, he, everyone picks stuff to do for him. And he's like, yeah, that. Yep. Hmm.
0: I thought that was yeah, very funny. Yeah, me too. He didn't fight Oh, exactly. can I, I, this is totally changing the subject. There was just one moment that I thought was really funny. Is it? Uh, When Bender takes the screw out of the door. Yeah. And so then <laughs> Vernon comes back in and he has Andrew like try to prop the door open with like magazine holder. But the door at one point slams so fast, the, like impossibly chair. fast like on the yeah. chair where they must have had like five guys pushing like as hard as they could on this door. And it just like absolutely whips shut. And I thought it was the just door accelerates and flows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can see they the they chair really like, launch
1: off <laughs> yeah. the room.
2: I was thinking, I was like, do they put a string on the chair yeah, to like a, eat just, that they they shit as yeah, far as possible? Really I don't funny. know what they did. Maybe without hydraulics. I mean, they are fucking heavy doors.
1: Yeah, but it, I'm telling you, it accelerated. It was <laughs> yeah. fast. It wasn't just like a... It was like... <sighs> yeah.
2: Another thing that I was like, this is kind of weird, is just they're all over the place. Sometimes they're
0: screaming
2: at each other, saying like, fuck yeah. you, like in an eight hour period.
1: They're like,
0: fuck I, you, piece of shit, kill yourself. And then, and then the, the next minute, they're, like, they're smoking I next to each you. other. I, so yeah.
1: I think the one of the biggest ones where I noticed a moment like that was, I forget, they just had an argument or something, and then there's a time skip, and then they're all whistling together. Yeah. And I was like that one in particular. is like, why it doesn't make sense. And like, okay, I've been in
2: there. I've been trapped in a room for eight hours. It's kind of hot. You oh. know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I I don't know, took a knife to a giant oh, yeah. you know, projector screen or threw a bunch of playing cards around and <laughs> nonsense like that. But I don't know.
1: Are Have you guys
0: know? ever been in detention?
1: Yes. I-, I was gonna ask that. How many times? Once. I've been once. Yes. Yeah, I have been zero. Guess what it is. It, guess my archetype. <laughs> who I am. Why would I have gone to detention? You wouldn't stop playing with the Bakugo. <laughs> no. Bakugo? Oh, is it Bakugo Uh Yeah. No, I, I was talking when I shouldn't have Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I got
2: detention because I had, a, I had a presentation to do that day. And so I had a clip on tie because uh, they're like, you have to dress formal. Uh-huh. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm just, just going to wear this clip on tie then. And this like kind of like big piece of shit guy <laughs> came up and he was like, nice tie. And he grabbed it and he like yanked it off. Uh, And I was like, nice dog tags. And I grabbed his dog tags and I ripped them off and it ended up breaking the chain. And he got fucking hissed at me. Uh, and the teacher came over because he was yelling and she was like, what the hell is going on? And he was like, "Oh, he ripped my dog tags off," and I was like, "You ripped my tie off, so eat shit, dummy!"
1: Huh. And then we both got detention. Both of you, I see. I was gonna say, just you, oh, okay, Mariah.
0: I've never been to no, detention. No, no, no.
1: Goody two shoes, goody goody two shoes. I once, you know, I once bad told, boys like me and Stephanie. I once
0: yeah. almost got detention because I was talking in class, okay. and my teacher said, uh, "Like, why are you talking?" And I just said, "Because I am bored." It was, in class and i i like it just like slipped down i was like oh and he's like do you want detention i was like no thank you and he's like don't say that again i was eighth grade but that's like the closest i came to detention
2: abuse of power in my opinion yep yeah um okay okay
0: we what do we like about this movie yeah we talked we talked a lot about things that didn't quite work for us but
2: i do like the serious beats yeah so when i like radishes better i don't really like radishes when you know he's like when they're sitting talking about why they're in detention. Brian and Andrew's bits are great. I love them very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the music swells and all that jazz, it's super cool. The dance scene, the smoke scene, when you see him run around and he goes, bah, 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 and he starts punching himself and he goes, Aah! Very fun Uh, I learned the, from this movie, I learned the thing where, like, you put your feet out and then in and Mm -hmm. then out and then in Mm -hmm. and, like, you move to the side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really like the scene where Brian asks, what are we going to do on Monday? I think that that might be my favorite scene. And I think with him, like, lying down, he's, like, crying as he's talking. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Claire being like, Andrew, you're lying. And, you know, she kind of explodes. She's, like, she's obviously very rude about it. But I think that whole, along with... Yeah, the the scene where they talk about why they're in detention. I think that scene and then the what are we going to do on Monday scene are probably the best moments of the movie for me.
1: Yeah. So, what did you like? Um, I'll be honest, this movie's kind of mid for me. Mm. Um, it's fun. It's kind of like I can say I I feel like you guys touched on some of the fun moments already and I don't really have much more to say.
0: Um, honestly. Right? I uh, I like the space and time in which this movie takes place I I like mm. that it's very
1: constrained restricted. Yeah. Um Tiny. to just
0: one day in like one room essentially. I mean obviously they kind of go in the halls and all that kind of stuff, but I I do like that it's just basically the library on a detention day.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: like that not much happens but they still change. I always like stuff like that, so I think that's really nice. Um but yeah, there were I think some negatives regarding Bender and Allison's makeover it's, and <sighs>
2: it's hard because it's like a product of its age or its era. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's weird because like, I look at this movie, I'm like, this is a, like, this is a good movie, but just because of how it's aged, it's not as good.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I also just kind of have a natural resistance to like high school things. Mm. I just really don't care. About high school related stuff. Just personally. I was just like, okay. High school. I think maybe because high school is such a just... I was on my own. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't do anything. I wasn't involved with anything. I just did my time. Paid my nickel and I left. No no physics clubs? No. No clubs.
0: I did all the clubs in high school. (laughs) Yeah, you would. Yeah. Did my homework. I... I was very involved. But I also had a really small school, so it was like really easy to do that.
2: It wasn't an official club, but every Friday me and my friends would go to one of the teachers uh like right outside their door and have Friday Fridays uh in which we brought a portable grill and made food. Wow. <laughs>
0: That's really fun. And so it was like it was
2: like a like not really a club because we didn't like, you know, go to the school and say, "Hey, this is a club." But we yeah. like had a, a teacher be like, "Do it in front of my place."
0: That's really fun.
2: Yeah. Funny. Friday Fridays. Nice. Anyways, what'd you guys rate this movie?
0: Um, you know what? I think before watching this again, I probably would have given it an eight. Mm-hmm. After watching it and given the fact that Bender's a piece of shit, uh, I think I'm gonna give it seven flare guns out of ten. Ah, uh, wait, hold on. I'm gonna do seven non-working elephant lights out of ten. Beautiful. I think that's my my score.
1: Yeah, that's my score as well. Seven fat blunts out of ten. <laughs> Just the stickiest stuff the they could get their hands on.
2: Stickiest, <laughs> ooey gooey. I mean, you would think for the '80s, the weed would suck, but like to s- the amount of smoke it produced, he hotboxed that room. He hotboxed like boxed that
1: entire room, and looked then like,
0: screamed so hard he broke the glass. Yeah, it looked like the like Amazon that's some, jungle in there. That is, so, is some
1: so misty.
2: That's like molasses mixed with tar, kind of sticky. All right, sticky.
0: Miles. Miles, what are you reading this? <sighs>
2: I'm gonna rate this eight balonies, out of ten. Eight balonies thrown onto a statue out of ten. Nice again. You know, despite all of its flaws, the flaws kind of chalk up to the era it was written in. Now Mm. I'm not saying like, oh, what's that really racist movie that came out? (laughs) Which one? The like really racist one that came out uh, a long time ago. With the Ku Klux Klan members, Pride and... of a Nation,
1: yeah, the yeah, it was just like propaganda for the yeah, yeah.
2: I, you know, I'm not saying like, <laughs> oh, that's a product of its era. The filmmaking is really good, so it should Wait, be ten no, no, out of ten. No, no, no.
1: Pride Bur- of a Nation Bur- was about Nazis. Oh. I was thinking of the wrong thing. You know the movie I'm talking about, though. Yeah, I, I do.
0: Was that Birth of a Nation?
1: Ah, uh, shoot.
0: Birth of a
2: Nation. Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. I don't know. Same thing. I think cinematography is pretty good.
1: The music's really good. Uh, the just. The, Writing a story about... Miles, why do you like this movie? Why do you rate it higher than we do? <sighs> <laughs> a part of it is I like Molly Ringwald.
2: Yeah. And Anthony, whatever the fuck his Michael name. Hall. Michael whatever. Um, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Their names are important. You like them a lot, huh? I, I think they're funny. I like the voice he does when he gets high. He does it in any movie he gets high in. Like uh, or drunk, he does it in um, Weird Science, which is my favorite John Hughes movie because I really relate to only ever being able to get a girlfriend if I make her. <laughs> uh, but he does it in that too. He goes.
0: Now, my question for you guys is: Who is your favorite, and which one are you? I was
1: gonna ask that, but you can take the credit, I guess.
0: Because I think my favorite is Andrew, the jock, but obviously I'm I'm Brian.
1: I I agree with Andrew because I feel like he was the cement of the group. Uh-huh. Like he seemed generally concerned in what people were doing and thinking. You know, when Allison runs off because she was upset about the when she dumped out her purse, and Brian was picking on her yeah he goes after her to ask her like what's wrong how are you doing and then when brian brings up the flare gun thing and tries to drop it he's like no like what, what's going on you know like he seems he also
0: defends in, claire
1: and he, and he defends people like in yeah he's got a good arc he realizes he's done wrong and he understands like the the hurt he's caused to someone else and why he's there like he I don't, he just seems the most well-rounded like good guy now which one are you i'm probably i don't brian or allison <laughs> <laughs> my favorite
2: is allison mm-hmm one, because goth girl. Mm-hmm. Two, because I, understand. Yeah. I think it's very funny when uh, Bender stabs the chair and just like out of the <laughs> yes. corner, out of the corner, you see her like fucking grab it. Yeah. She never gives it back. She never gives it back. Oh.
0: That was a really great framed really shot.
1: Yeah. Comes out.
0: Just she sneaks out of the corner, grabs a knife, sneaks back away.
2: I, I don't want to say I'm Brian because I think I'd have more beef with Bender than Brian does, yeah. like I think I would get that's on, true, because like watching it, I you know, I always put myself I'm like what what would I do if I was also in that group? Mm. I think I would have also I would have helped Andrew beat the shit out of Bender,
0: yeah, I think I would have done that, but like yeah. speaking about what I was like in high school and the fact yeah. that I was all about the grades,
2: yeah, I was also club activity.
0: I'm definitely Brian.
2: I was a piece of shit in school. I was a little shit kid that mm. thought bullying people was funny. Um, But, you know, through living, I learned the errors of my ways and I like really regret that. So I feel like I vibe most with Andrew.
1: I think I'm like Brian in demeanor, um, but I was not about grades. It was not my thing. I think I'm more like Allison and just being the oddball. But I, I think the beauty of it is that we can pull traits from you all of them. You kind of see yourself in everybody. In all of them. Mm-hmm. They're all, they're all. Us. Except for Bender, he sucks ass. Yeah. Trauma. <laughs> You are. I can relate to Bender because my dad would put cigars out on my
0: okay. arm. Hey, Stefan, what's our next movie going to be? <sighs> what's, what's our next movie? I'll,
1: I'll, by golly, I don't know. Stefan. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw this one out Stephan. here. Stefan. Yes, Miles. What's the next movie? You, you put your hand down. Uh, the next movie is, um, I'm going to jump out on a limb here. And if I change my mind and something drastic happens, Miles, we're going to cut this out. Uh, we're going to be looking at Do the Right Thing. A Spike Lee joint, because uh, I feel like we should get a little diversity in here. The movie's um, called Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah it's I feel so like did...
0: Spike Lee's most famous. Who's Spike Lee? <sighs> we'll get into that, I guess.
1: See, this is why we need to do it. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't seen this movie yet. This is So I'm really just sort of throwing myself in there. You might be mad that I said that, that I haven't seen it, but hey, we're going to do it. That's We're all it.
0: about education and learning here.
1: Education and learning. It looks like a fun time. Oh, man. I'm racist. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> oh,
2: he did. Uh, he did. She's
1: got to have it. Yeah, I was yep. going to say that. Oh. Yep. Huh. We should watch Rock Dog 2 after this. <laughs> What's Rock Dog? All right, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Follow us over on. Uh,
0: you can find us on social media. Um <laughs> we are on Twitter and on Instagram at the Dennis Tuck. Stefan, <laughs>
2: Stephen, Stefan, Stephen, say that we should watch Up Dog. Okay, hold
0: what, on. What's, can we watch can, can we please restart this? Not much.
1: <laughs> okay. Based. Based on based what? Based on what? Oh, you mean what I do to my turkey? I <laughs> based it?
0: All right. Well, our next episode is going to be Spike Lee, but maybe it'll change. I guess you guys will see in the next episode. In the meantime, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at the Takes It Hook. If you guys want to shoot us an email and give any recommendations, suggestions, comments, just say hi. Whatever you can email us at TheTakesItHook at gmail dot com. But until uh, our next episode, stay safe, have fun, watch movies, and um. Hey, 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 hey.
2: And if you are, again, just want to make this very clear. If you are a goth girl. All right. Bye. Bye.